Oh, thanks, JT. Ah, I'm glad you're here. I am. This wouldn't be the same without you, you know. Oh, what, oh, what a testimony of the goodness of God and his glory and his love and his majesty that we just saw with Laurie. 15 years of addiction and the glory of God shows up in a blinding light that causes her neighbors to think that she has power and they don't and they feel a bit jealous as to why. Did you get that? Can you imagine having a power cut? We've had a few recently. Having a power cut, but that being the place being so full of light because the glory of God is, is, is here and upon them. And this morning, oh, this afternoon, I just want to start by, by praying. You know, it's really Jesus that is the only hope. He's the only hope for the person that's stuck in a life-controlling addiction. He's the only, only hope for someone that's stuck in hatred. He's the only hope for somebody, for somebody that's stuck in a life circumstance. He's the only hope for this nation. He's really the only hope. You know, we, as we look at this nation and we just think about the events over the last, the last week or two, just even, just the last week or two, uh, and just all that's been going on, we just really understand that, oh God, we need you. From the pipe bombs being sent out just because of the hatred in someone's heart, to somebody walking into a synagogue and murdering 11 people that are in, some of whom were in their 80s and 90s. For, then I think I understand a couple of African Americans being shot just randomly. To all the hatred that's going on in this nation as we come to the midterms and all of the stuff, the political spirit, the religious spirit that's just causing us to be at odds with each other and causing us to get into one camp or another camp and, and siding and with something and then throwing as many hand grenades as we possibly can at the other side because there's so much hate that's going on and we need God. Can a nation be saved in a day? Can a life be transformed by God? The answer is yes, right? So I, I don't, I'm just going to get on my knees. Uh, I'm not accustomed to having a stutter. I don't normally have a stutter, but the Holy Spirit, when he comes upon us, he just res we respond in different ways. And, to, and today, I'm just finding it a little hard to speak. But, but I think of Romans I think of Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11, it says of the Jewish people that they are, regards election, they are beloved for the sake of the forefathers. You know, and the Bible says that we are to pray for our nation, we're to pray for our leaders, and we're to pray for uh, the peace of Jerusalem. 
And to, and to pray for Israel doesn't mean to say that we hate uh, or we dislike Arabs or, or the, you know, the other part of the Middle East. No, we love all people. But the Holy Spirit has spoken to us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And so this morning, I want us just to pray. I want us to pray for our nation. I want us to pray for Israel. I want us to pray for God to break in. And so, Holy Spirit, we love you. We, we love you. We love you. Jesus, you are the hope of the world. You are the hope of the nations, God. And Father, we pray for every single one of the people this week, the families that have been bereaved through the hatred that's come. Lord, particularly for the synagogue and the tree of life and, and all of the people, other, other communities that met in that place, Lord, and all the families that have lost loved ones because of the murderous intent of someone in their heart. Lord, I ask that you would uh, bring healing and restoration. Lord, I ask that you would bring your comfort, Holy Spirit, to those communities and to every Jewish synagogue across the nation. Lord, I ask that you would bring your peace and your comfort, Holy Spirit. And Lord, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would bless Israel. Lord, for the sake of the forefathers, for the sake of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for the sake of Jesus, Lord, I ask that this, this moment, Lord, this, if these events would turn the hearts of our Jewish brothers and sisters, Lord, that you would, they would turn their hearts to, to their true Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, Lord, and that you would cause them to come into the kingdom of God and the prophecy that, 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 that um, Paul said in, in, in Romans chapter 11 that there would be an incredible ingathering of Israel through the ingathering of the Gentiles. Lord, I ask, we ask together, Lord, that you would bring that to pass. Holy Spirit, that Israel would be saved, that the Jewish people would turn to you en masse, Lord. And Lord, we just pray for us, pray for us as an individuals, as people. We pray for our nation, Holy Spirit. We know that we are in desperate need of you. Lord, as I think about the, the, uh, the anti-Semitic thoughts, as I think about the uh, hatred to, uh, Afri towards African Americans, I think about the racism that's in our nation, Lord, and I think about that which is in my own heart. Lord, not just to point a finger and say those people, but Lord, I see it leaving, lurking itself in me, Lord, and I ask for your forgiveness. Lord, I ask that you would forgive us as a nation for our hatred. Lord, I ask that you would forgive us as white people for the hatred towards African Americans. Lord, I ask, and for other races, Lord, and other, other, other creeds and other nationalities and, and other things, other people, Lord, that are not like us. Forgive us, Holy Spirit. Forgive us for coming under the political spirit, Lord. Forgive us for coming under religious spirits that would seek to divide, that would cause uh, come, come to us as a, for a cause based on the knowledge of what we think is good and evil. Lord, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us. Holy Spirit, fall upon this nation with your love and with your power. Holy Spirit, baptize us in your love that we would be a people that are so filled and so pure and so pure-hearted and filled with your love, God, that we would transform the world around us, not by the things that we stand against, but, Lord, by who we stand for, which is you and your love. Holy Spirit, Jesus, well, Psalm 2 says, ask of me, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. 
That was our promise to Jesus. And Jesus, you came on the cross and you died and your blood that we've just celebrated. Lord, your blood has removed every dividing wall of hostility. Lord, between Jew and Gentile, between us and God, between Jew and Jew, between Gentile and Gentile, your blood has made peace for us, Holy Spirit. And you've received the nations as your inheritance. So we ask, Lord, along with all of the nations, that you would receive this nation as your inheritance, Holy Spirit, and that you would pour out your glory and your goodness upon the church here. Lord, that we as a people, not just this community, but every believer in this nation would be so filled with the love of and the fire and the passion of God. Lord, that we would just see this nation transformed and that that which is currently coming against us as evil for hatred and for destruction, Lord, would be turned for good as you release your light and your glory upon us and in us, God. We don't want to wait for another wave. We want to be the wave. Aha. Forgive us, Lord, for every idol that we've made in our hearts. Forgive us for every impure thought, everything that we've had against people that are around us, for every judgment that we've made. Lord, forgive us, God. Cause us to walk in your purity and your holiness and the love that you are. We need a love baptism, Holy Spirit. We need a love baptism. Just tell him that you need a love baptism. Just receive from him again this moment. Just take a moment in your heart just to say, Holy Spirit, fill me with your love. 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 Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. I recognize prejudice in my own heart and I need your purity. I recognize anger rising up in my own heart and I need your love. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Fill us. Fill us, Lord. I thank you, God, that you are love. <laughs> it's not something that you have a limited supply of that you somehow have to dole out in small measures to us. I, I thank you that it's who you are. And that you on the inside of us are the living flame of love, of joy and of peace on the inside of us. I thank you for the gospel. It's not just that we have to try and muster up something, but we already have the power and the joy and the life and the love and the freedom and the glory of God on the inside in Christ Jesus. I thank you for the glorious gospel that empowers us to be love. Matthew 5, verse 43, it says this. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, this is Jesus talking, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. 
For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Oh, for if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Father, I thank you that you've given us perfection himself, Jesus Christ, to be on the inside of us, to live, to give life to our mortal bodies. And we set our minds on the things above, not on earthly things, Lord. And in Matthew 5, verse 9, Jesus says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. That we are called to be lovers. That we be called to be those who make peace. Not to keep the peace, which is really about letting others get away with things just so that we can keep peace, but to make peace peace but to make peace but here's the thing in Matthew chapter 10 Jesus says I didn't come to bring peace to the earth so I've come not to bring peace but a sword for I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And how does that work? How how are we called to be sons of peace, peacemakers, and to love our enemies? But yet at the same time, Jesus is saying, I haven't come to bring peace. I've come to bring the sword. And what I think the Father's doing is he's, he's, in the moment, we've had prophetic words about this. and, And what we see in the nation is he's turning up the contrast. He's turning up the contrast between the darkness, which is hate and evil, which is against us and has a, has a plan to destroy that what God wants to do. And he's turning that up and we're getting a revelation of that darkness in greater, in greater measure. But he's turning up the light as well. And he's turning us up and he's saying, children of God, people of God, are you going to stand as the light? Is the light that's in you going to be the true light? Because Jesus says, woe to you if the light that is in you is actually darkness. If we profess to be lovers, but yet have no love. And so he's turning up the darkness. He's got the contrast. He's turning it up and he's saying, are you going to choose a side? Not Democrat or Republican. Or are you going to side with me? Or are you going to side without me? It's so interesting. I don't know if you've seen this amazing picture. I don't know if we can see it on the camera. It's a black and white, incredible drawing of the herd running. Of the elephants in a herd, full of contrast, the elephants in a herd running. In pre-service prayer this morning, it's amazing, by the way, Fee. Fee, where are you? You want to stand up? Where are you, Fee? If you're here. 
you're awesome. But in pre-service prayer, I just, I started running. Just running, smacking Raph in the back. And I don't know, I was just running. I couldn't stop it. But I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying, I'm causing an army of people that are full of love, that have their eyes set on heaven, that are not living in the earthly realm, which is about what we can see and who we side with. And we're starting to live. And he's calling us to live in this realm that transcends divide that transcends race, that transcends uh, politics, that transcends socioeconomic backgrounds, that transcends all things that would come and try and divide us or that we divide ourselves in. And he's calling us to turn our eyes and our gaze and our affection and for the herd to run together in love and glory. Ah, it's turning up the contrast. As we come into this midterm election season, I, I want you to know that our eyes are not fixed on who wins in an election. Yes, it's important to vote, and I want, please vote, please vote. I can't vote, so please vote. Right? I'm not allowed to vote because I'm a green card holder. But if you're a citizen, take the opportunity to vote and pray and ask the Holy Spirit who you should vote for. Don't just think about, I've always done this or I've always done that. No, have the Holy Spirit speak to you. No, he's very capable of doing that. He has an opinion if you want to ask him. But I also want you to know that in this community, what transcends all things is love. And therefore, if you're African-American or you're white or you're Hispanic or you're Asian or you're Republican or you're Democrat or you're independent or you're whatever, you are welcome here. Because it's not about that. It's about God's love. And it's Christ who unifies us. It's Christ who's in us. It's Christ who makes us like the Father, who makes us into his image. It's Christ who is the love on the inside? And my prayer for myself, as I see just some of the negativity and judgment, or as I see some of the, the, the just the responses of my own heart, is Holy Spirit, fill me with your glory. Meet me with your glory. Touch me, overwhelm me with your love. Fill me with your goodness. All of heaven that's there that you've won for us, Jesus. Oh, let's walk in it and let's receive it and let's experience in it and let's manifest it. And I've got good news for you. I'm praying for you that too. I'm joining your prayers and we're saying, God, move upon us. As a nation, fill us with your love. Fill us as a people, as a church, fill us with your love that we might be people, that we have a radiation of love. When people walk into our radiation zone and it hopefully, my prayer is it will get like 20 feet and then 40 feet and then 60 feet and then 100 feet and then three miles that people walk into the radiation zone of love and that they meet God's love and then they meet truth, but they meet love first. Because Jesus said, part of him saying, I've not come to bring, uh, I've come to bring a sword is because truth comes like a sword. And part of that contrast is there's a division between truth and lies. But only you can turn up the dial with the Holy Spirit. You're responsible for you. I'm responsible for me. 
My prayer is that we press into the light, that we're children of light, that we experience God's goodness and his love. Because then the nation will be changed. You and me, carrying the love of God, that when we see that people that look different from us, when we see people that are actually angry towards us because of what we hold, we're so full of the love of God that it just bounces straight off. Because you can't love your enemy without Jesus. We know that because we see the tolerant people of this world who preach tolerance actually incredibly intolerant when it comes to certain things. Why is that? Well, because they're doing it in their own strength. You can't love without God's love. Because at the end of the day, your love runs out. And you find a person that really irritates you or a cause that really is against you feel like you're against and all of a sudden you run smack into your limitation and you find that actually what's on the inside of you is anger. It's only the Holy Spirit's power, the life and the love of Christ on the inside of us that is a never-ending supply of love that when you encounter people that actually hate you, you can love back. Not with your own strength, but with the love of Christ on the inside of you, the unlimited supply of the river of God, of his love on the inside of you. And what we're seeing is we're seeing the the, the contrast. We're going to see increasing angst and persecution. And we're going to see increasing levels of glory. Our prayer is, Lord, make us ready. Fill us with your love. Get rid of every barrier, every hindrance, everything that's an idol in our hearts that would cause us when push comes to shove to actually step away from you rather than step towards you. And you know, that's what he wants to do. That's his invitation for each one of us is to overflow us and to baptize us afresh again and again continually in his love. So just take another drink. Right? Just take another drink. Jesus says, in this world you're going to have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome it. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I've run out of my own resources, but I find the unlimited supply of heaven. So just receive more. Take another drink. Ask the Holy Spirit for another baptism of love on the inside of you, that he would give you love for your enemies, for those people that are against us. That we wouldn't have some kind of martyr complex, but we would just love. It's so fun to experience God's love. 
and then to give it away, right? I loved having Curtis here last week and we just, you know, he, he, he spoke about the, the gospel of the kingdom, a word that actually Erica preached back in February, March time about the Holy Spirit shifting us from the gospel of salvation to the gospel of the kingdom. But the kingdom of God starts with love. It starts with us being overwhelmed with God's love and then going and finding people to love. And that love, as Curtis shared last week, may end up in a supernatural high watermark testimony, but may actually just be a smile. How's your smiles been this week? How's your love been this week? How's your joy been this week? I hope it's been on in full. I hope it has. I had to... Ah, 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 Holy Spirit. Oh, so. <laughs> you know, uh, a few months ago, we, we, were, um, we were speaking at, a, at another church uh, over near Burlington. And um, at the end of the service, somebody came and gave uh, me an envelope. And in the envelope uh, was a $100 bill. And wow, that's nice. I gave it to the pastor. And, uh, and he said, uh, well, no, that's for you. Have it back. So I had it. And, um, and uh, anyway, I put it in my glove compartment of my car. Glove box, compartment, whatever. And, um, and uh, I forgot about it. And not money bags. God's blessed us, you know, better, you know, that hundred. Anyway, on Tuesday, I'm in the shower in the morning. And I'm just, the Holy Spirit reminds me about the hundred dollar bill. And, um, and in my mind, I have this vision of me giving it to a homeless person. And so I, I, I forget about it. And then I go off to work and I'm coming back from work. And, um, and I see that, you know, as I'm pulling up home onto this intersection, there's, a, there's a, a gentleman that's standing there without any teeth. And he's saying, I'm homeless, I need, I need something. And, uh, and I'm umming and ahhing, you know what it's like? You know, like, should I do this or not? Uh, and, and then I reach out and I grab the envelope and I, and I just handed him the envelope and I said, something like, God bless you. And then I drove off because the light went green. And um, in, in that moment, I, I got to look in my rear view mirror and I saw him quickly open the envelope, pull it out, look up to the sky to make sure it was real. Do a little happy dance and then run off. <laughs> and I suddenly thought to myself, oh boy, I just did that without Ash's permission. And oh boy, what if he doesn't use it well? What if he just goes and he buys drugs and or you know, what happens if, if, if something happens? What, what, how foolish have I been? And then I remember the scripture that says he who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. And I remembered, actually, that's my servant, that money. So I said to that $100 bill, I said, bring that man to salvation, please. Be righteousness in his life. Whatever he spends it on now, let him not be rested until he finds you, Holy Spirit. And then I had to say to Ash, and that night in bed, I'm like, um, so uh, I, did, I, did, I did something today. And she's like, uh, yeah. And you know, the way I framed it, I think she thought that, I had done something really bad because she was like worried, you know, like, I don't know what was going through your mind, crashed the car, stolen something, have feelings for someone else. I don't know, you know, it's like it was that level, you know, 
And I'm like, uh, and I told her, and she's like, oh, sure, no problem. Is that all it was? I thought it was much worse. <laughs> what a joy to be able to just express and demonstrate the love of God in a simple way. What a joy. Jesus says, as he sends his disciples out, he says, freely you've received, freely give. We've received the life of heaven, freely give it. We've received the love of heaven, freely give it. We've received the joy of heaven, freely give it. We've received the power of heaven, freely give it. Smile. No, but seriously, smile. (laughs) Oh, Lord, we love you. We worship you. You are so beautiful and so glorious and so incredible in all that you do. Ah. Your gospel is such good news that we've entered into your rest Uh, and you want everybody to enter into the same rest. Fill us with your love, Holy Spirit. You know what the Holy Spirit's looking for? He's looking for a yes. He's looking for a willing heart. He's looking for a heart that says, purify me. Take everything that is not of you and cleanse it in me that I might be pure hearted and that I might see your glory and then release your glory. He's just looking for a yes. He's turning up the contrast. Which side are you going to be on? You're going to be on the side of my love or you're going to be on everyone else's side. Now that's not to say we don't need to vote. We don't need to, you know, we just need to vote. We need to understand the issues. We need to pray. We need to ask the Lord for wisdom at, the, at this level. But let's not live it at this level. Let's live in this level, which is the realm of heaven where the eyes firmly fixed upon him. So I want to invite you to stand if you would. What I feel like Holy Spirit's doing. Actually, in the first service, we had Dwayne who brought a shofar and he blew the shofar. And it felt like a battle cry. Felt like a call to arms. And that call is this. Press into my love. Allow me to heal your heart and deal with all the pain and the issues and the junk. Let me breathe my love into you. Let me manifest my glory to you and let me send you out with my glory. What's our responsibility? To keep saying yes. Search me, O Lord, and know me. 
to keep saying, Lord, I repent, I'm going low, to keep saying, Holy Spirit, I rely upon you, to keep living in the love of Jesus and yielding to him. I feel like the Holy Spirit, what he's doing is he's releasing a groan on the inside. Andrew McMillan, a friend from Bogota, Colombia, and I met a in Colombia, he said, uh, he preached this message about groaning to glory. And the Holy Spirit is releasing on the inside of us his groan. Because status quo was just not good enough. Because business as usual just doesn't cut the mustard. And so here's what I want. If you want to, if you just want to say yes to the Holy Spirit, I want to invite you to the front. I'm not looking for any manifestations. I'm not looking for any, anything to happen other than for the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do in your life. And if you're wanting to say, Lord, I'm, I'm in your army of love. I'm, I'm, I'm in the herd of the elephants. I'm on the side of love. Lord, I'm on your side. I'm with you. Come and fill me and fill me again with your joy and your fire and your glory. Then, Lord, here I am. Send me, Lord. I don't know that there's many of us that the Holy Spirit's just been doing a deep, deep work in us already. So this is not a new thing. It's just like there's more. It's more than the ministry team when you're in a minute. Well, you, you, you enjoy ministry for a moment, but then I'm going to ask you to go and minister. But here's the thing. What, we, what I want you just to come to Jesus and say, Lord, fill me with your glory and put your groan on the inside of me. If you want to just step forward, those of you, because there's some people still trying to come through. Just put your groan on the inside of me that we would groan to your glory. And I, and I feel like for some of us this morning or this afternoon, there's going to be an immediate encounter and experience. But for some of us, there's a slow release capsule. Right? It's the Holy Spirit. What I found sometimes is in the moments where I've prayed and I felt an ex, uh, or someone's prayed for me and I've got an encounter immediately and there's been other times where I've been praying and the Holy Spirit's just been taking His time and all of a sudden, a day, a week, an hour, uh, whatever it is later, suddenly God sneaks up and that prayer gets answered because it's on a low burn. And I, so I don't want you to judge what happens based on what external things you see, but press into the Holy Spirit right now in this moment. Say, Lord, here I am. Fill me with your love again. Fill me with your joy again. The supernatural kind of love that transcends hatred and violence and racism and all the evil that we see in the world. I want you, Lord. I want you. And if you're watching online, I want to encourage you just to keep pressing in for this as well. You can pray this yourself. We bless you. Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, move. Move. Move on us. Move, Holy Spirit. Move. Speak to every ember and every burning wick. Breathe on it. Breathe, Holy Spirit, breathe. Move on us. That we would be transfixed with your beauty, Jesus.
adore him for a moment. Just keep pressing in. Just ask him to touch you. Tell him how amazing and beautiful he is. Press in. Because there's more.